Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high-interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's Upswell marketing.com what's up this is your boy Lil Duval and check out my podcast Conversations with Unc on the Black Effect Podcast Network each and every Tuesday Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every Tuesday listen to Conversations with Unc hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're discussing avoiding the holiday shopping hangover. Joel, how's it going? Good, buddy. How the heck are you today? Doing awesome. Awesome. So I, so I wanted to let you know, man, that I have been riding my bike so much. And we'll tell you what, for anybody that rides their bike a lot, I think it's so helpful to have an odometer uh, on your bike just to kind of help you see how much you're riding, how many miles you're going. And man, on my odometer, just racked up 1,600 miles on my bike in the past uh, just over a year. Dude, that's a lot. Did you like ride down to Florida or something? Take the Silver Comet to Alabama? No, but if that's a challenge, I will accept and make that happen. Dude, have you been on the Silver Comet? It literally runs from Atlanta to uh, Alabama. No, but actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I was talking to this guy the other day. He's like really old guy, actually. And he bikes... <laughs> What's he, like 50? No, nah, he's, like, he's like 80. He's oh, like 80. Okay, so yeah, legit old. He's legit old. Okay. But he rides his bike on the Silver Comet Trail every day. Baller. I know. No, it just... First off... 
it was a challenge to me yeah to keep riding my bike <laughs> not to get soft in your old age exactly yeah, and the good. fact that he was still doing it was super impressive but also it made me think i need at some point to challenge myself to do this bike from where we live and go all the way to the state border and then bike all the way back in yeah. one day i need to make that happen at some point just because that just sounds like a fun challenge to yeah, kind dude. of commit to yeah man throw some beers in the paneers Ooh, have we ever said beers and paneers together before? Oh, that's a nice rhyme. Yeah, like that's it. good. Like the little side bags. But yeah, for those who don't know, Joel commutes you, pretty much every single day. You commute to and from work on your bike. I will say, Matt, we're getting into that uber cold weather season. And anybody who is a big time bike rider knows uh, that it just becomes a little bit harder then. Yeah, a little more uncomfortable. Right. That kind of fall time in a lot of places is actually perfect. Yeah. Fall is great. But. <laughs> but as you get a little bit further into winter, it starts to become those like dog days of yeah. super cold and maintaining that pace of you know, biking in to work every single day is hard. I'm going to do my darndest. Yeah. And you know what? My old friend, Harry, who rides his bike every day on the Silver Comet, he is going to be the guy's name. Harry? That's his name. He's going to be my <laughs> shining star. I'm going to look to him as my beacon of, of bike riding truth. So and I immediately just picture Clint Eastwood on a bike because like, I guess, Dirty Harry. Did you ever watch the old, yeah, old Westerns with your dad? <laughs> we'll say we'll say Harry's kind of like Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry. Yeah, that's, I'm feeling it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Silver Comet to Alabama. I don't even know how far it goes into the state. But. I think it's... Well, I think we only, at least from here to the border, I think it's like 45 miles or something like that. I would assume we could do 90 miles round trip in a day, right? Yeah, I used to do that in college or there was this road trip. I won't go into the details, but we'd ride our bikes from Athens down to Jacksonville for the Georgia-Florida game. It was a three-day ride and the longest day I think was 120 miles, which is a lot. That sounds like a lot. Yeah, that's like Tour de France levels, right? 120 miles like the Lance Armstrong of riding the cargo bike. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something I was thinking about earlier today is I've been telling all my friends about this because I am all about it. But coffee, I've been delaying my cup of coffee every day now until either later in the morning or like mid afternoon. It's because of this article a friend of mine sent and ex explained how like your cortisol levels in the morning, they kind of peak right when you wake up and they say to not drink coffee right away. And instead, if you want it to be effective, to delay it slightly. And I feel like it's kind of changed my life. Specifically, it's keeping me from... Changed life. That's a big freaking thing to say, my <laughs> it's friend. It's changed my coffee drinking life. I'll say okay, that. Okay. All right. Well, it keeps me as well from getting a second cup. And I work from home. And a lot of times that means just more wasted time because I'm getting up and boiling the water. And if I'm drinking twice as much coffee, man, that's twice as much, that's twice as much coffee that I'm not having to purchase, uh, let alone make as well. I've just found it to be a nice little hack that I've done recently to decrease the amount of coffee I drink every day and at the same time, save a buck. And have you felt like you're dragging at all in the morning? Because I know most people, when they wake up, a lot of people have like an automatic coffee maker and it turns on and they smell the Folgers like <laughs> brewing or something. I, I don't recommend well, Yeah, Folgers, first of all, we're not drinking Folgers or Maxwell House. <laughs> but that, that's like something that people look forward to or need almost. Was there like a period of a few days where like a drug addict, you felt like that need and you had to kind of wean yourself off of it? I will say now that it's getting a little bit cooler, I do kind of miss having that hot drink at breakfast like we always do fried eggs in the morning but only from a warm drink standpoint so i might start having maybe a small cup of tea or something but from a caffeine standpoint no man I've, i found i just don't need it and it's been a few months so i can't remember maybe <laughs> as much uh the effects initially but yeah i would totally check it out and what we'll do we'll, I'll, I'll throw a link up to this article in our show notes this kind of breaks it down how yeah your cortisol levels peak in the morning around lunchtime and so what they say is to instead drink coffee like mid-morning 
So when those cortisol levels drop and we kind of get a little groggy, but for me, dude, when I need it is that mid afternoon slump, like around two o'clock or three o'clock for me, I got to have my coffee. <laughs> Otherwise I'm falling asleep at the desk, writing emails. And that's always bad. Well, I love the idea. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to change my habits, but I'm going to read this article and at least give it a chance in my brain. I'm pretty sure Harry doesn't drink his coffee until the afternoon. Gosh, that yeah, guy's a baller. Yeah, I'm just telling you. <laughs> I still want to be like Harry. <laughs> oh, so speaking of coffee, you want to introduce our beer for this episode? Nice segue, Matthew. Yes, today on the show, we are drinking a Sierra Nevada Narwhal Imperial Stout. And this beer has coffee in it and also dark chocolate. So I can't wait to talk about the beer uh, with you, Matt, at the end of this episode. Yeah, what's awesome about this beer too, man, is that this is something that you can pretty much pick up in any grocery store that carries decent craft beer. A lot of times on the episodes, we have beers that are really rare, <laughs> to say the least. Sometimes they're illegal to get your hands on because it might be home brews. But yeah, that's what I love about the beers that we enjoy is that we like all the beers just about. And we like flouting the laws. We love that illegal <laughs> beer. You're a scofflaw. <laughs> yeah, anybody who is into beer and especially like stouts, you can easily find Sierra Nevada on your shelf the narwhal and Sierra Nevada actually normally known for kind of their hoppy beer offerings. They're, they're more like pale ales and IPAs, but man, I can't wait to talk about this stout uh, and, and how it's completely out of Sierra Nevada's wheelhouse, but how they make it so deliciously. And we'll get to that later. So with that being said, Matt, let's talk about avoiding the holiday shopping hangover. That's right, Joel with black Friday coming up. This is a topic that's definitely on people's minds. Specifically, we're talking about holiday shopping, and we want to make sure that you are avoiding that hangover. We don't want you paying for your holiday shopping months to come into the next year. Yeah, and, and Matt, the problem is that most people, when it comes to their holiday spending, they haven't really thought through how much they're going to spend, you know, how they're going to pay for it. And so it turns out that most people spend more money than they intended to spend. And because it wasn't thought out well and budgeted, oftentimes then those people find themselves in a shopping hangover after the holidays where the credit card bills come rolling in in January and it kind of hits them upside of the head. Like, whoa, whoa how'd that happen? Um, and, and it's just because of a, a lack of planning, uh, a lack of intentionality when it comes to holiday spending and kind of letting the joyous holiday season that is a lot of fun uh, get the best of them when it comes to how they spend their money. That's right, man. So some quick stats. Shoppers typically spend more than a trillion dollars during the Christmas holiday shopping season. And that is a ton of money. And I saw another stat too that in the UK, that on average, somebody will spend half of their monthly income. And so if you make like around $50,000, you're looking at close to $2,000 that you're spending on holiday shopping. Wow. Who are these people? Dude. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know what other people spend, but my family does not spend anywhere near that. That's just a lot. I mean, you'll probably spend close to that on a gift for me, but uh, that's understandable, right? Podcasting buddies, we got to do that for each other. Yeah, because we're best friends, dog. Yeah, you know. Wait, what are you going to get from me, man? I was thinking a pony, maybe. I don't know. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, so ultimately, Matt, you don't want to overspend, be left with that debt on your credit card, so you'll be paying off all of next year. And you have to ask the question too, why are you doing this? Consumerism dominates our culture and it's what we see in ads all around us and it makes it look festive and fun to get the free shipping and start buying stuff for all the people that you care about. That's what's fed to us. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that's what most people would think of when you say the holidays, their minds immediately go to shopping and packages and gifts and paper and just you know everything that goes along with that. And dollar signs in the eyeballs. Yeah. That's where mine goes, right? <laughs> 
So we would make a push to mindfulness this time of year to kind of pushing back against that rampant consumerism. And the only way you're going to be able to get through the shopping season well, to actually buy the gifts that you intend to buy and stick within a reasonable budget is by planning ahead and staying organized. And we'll run through those strategies and how to create that perfect holiday money game plan right after the break. You probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life. What are you doing now to help you to get there? Well, there are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. What about that dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So it's safe to say it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, your health and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at AARP.org slash wise friend. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. Spring cleaning is kind of an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, 
Well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember, because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, Joel, we're back from the break. And yeah, like you said, we're going to talk about some strategies. Uh, we're going to talk more about the overall game plan on how to approach holiday shopping. And so the first thing you want to do is to make sure that you're planning ahead and that you're staying organized. Specifically, we want you to make a list of potential expenses. Think about all the different things that you'll be spending money on, not just the gifts. Once you've gotten that together, find where you can cut or eliminate all together because chances are you're going to be dreaming much bigger than maybe your pocketbook can handle. And we understand that this is going to be tough. Um, you know, you got to ask yourself the question, how much should I spend for each person on my list? And for each individual that you have on your list, it's going to be different. And for you as the gift giver, right? As the shopper, this is a tough question. This is cutting back and it's never something that is fun to do, but this is something that is necessary to keep your expenses down. Yeah. It's always helpful for me to remember too, when I'm creating that list, that the people that are on that list are usually people I care about a lot, right? And I know those people wouldn't want me to spend money that I didn't have um, just in order to get them a gift for the holidays. I would. Maybe you would. Give me that pony, dog. <laughs> All right. I'll make it happen. Fine. I'll work three jobs just to get you that pony. But a couple of tips, right? In order to make that happen, start saving now. So how much do you want to spend? Divide that out by the monthly amount that you need to save. Think about doing that in an Excel spreadsheet, right? And we're already in November. We're already closing in on you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. The holiday shopping season is getting ready to be in full swing. So you don't have a whole lot of time to start saving for this Christmas right now. But you know what? Most people don't think about saving that Christmas money at all. Yeah, right? or, or until next November. <laughs> yeah. So you still have some time at least, and that's better than no time. So I would say start making that list now. Start thinking now about what your spending is going to look like for this Christmas. And then you know what? You've kind of got a head start thinking ahead about next Christmas, and it becomes just so much easier when you're thinking about it you know, that far in advance. Yeah, man. And I'll totally second that approach as far as deciding how much that you're going to spend and dividing it out per month because that's exactly what we do. And I think a lot of folks might push back against that because they think, oh man, that just doesn't sound fun, right? That doesn't sound like Christmas. <laughs> or That doesn't sound like the holidays. It just sounds too formulaic and stiff. But like, no, that's just responsible. Like that's what you do when you have an expense when it comes to your, your car insurance. If you pay your car insurance once a year, because you get that discount, that discounted rate, if you pay it all at once, you divide out how much you need to set aside every single month. Look at Christmas or whatever holiday that you celebrate. Look at it the exact same way. This is an expense that's not an emergency. It comes every year. And you know that this is something you can plan for. 
And we um, don't think about people that budget accordingly for car insurance to be Scrooge-like characters. No, yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, that's how we think of people that budget like that for Christmas. Why is that, man? I don't know. Yeah. Like, you, th- you think it's got to be, like, spontaneous and you're just, like, going to whip out the cash or, you know, swipe their credit card without even thinking about it is the way that it's supposed to go. But that's just irresponsible. Or you see that, yeah, perfect gift for someone that is way outside Dude, of your price range. you know what I hate is are the, the car commercials with the car sitting in the driveway with, with the, the giant red bow on yes! top. Who the heck does that? Like, nobody does that, right? But also, don't forget about other holiday expenses like travel, house decorations, right? For us, that's something that, that kind of creeps up every year because we want the place looking really good. Is We end up getting a bigger tree or we want to add another wreath to the mix. And so before you know it, yeah, the holiday decor is kind of creeping up there. So we got although, although last year you got a really sweet wreath for free on the side of the road. Oh, we did. Should I share that with folks? I will just I want people to know. <laughs> man, you're super good at finding free stuff on the side of the road. And and that that's a nice quality to have. You know why? It's cuz we go on walks all the time and we ride our bikes. And so we, I feel like when you're riding your bikes, you're able to see stuff up close. If you're zipping by in your car, it just looks like trash. But in our case, our neighbor was tossing out this 4-foot wreath. I saw her put it out on the curb when in years past, I've seen her hang it on her house. It's like the size wreath that they would put on the side of a Macy's. Yeah, it's pretty big, man. And so I was like, Kelly, are you putting that on the curb? Is that a curb alert? Are you going to toss that? She's like, yeah, the lights don't work anymore. And I thought to myself, no problem. I got more lights. (laughs) So dude, yeah, we totally snatched that up. It's currently up in the attic and we're going to pull that out when it comes time to decorate the house because it's beautiful because I wrap lights around it. So if you get free stuff like Matt, it makes it even easier to budget, right? <laughs> but you want to factor in all those things, including Christmas cards, because oh yeah, Christmas th- cards. Th- those are the sort of things that will break your budget because you didn't factor them in. And those things you can plan on, right? You can plan ahead, knowing oh, yeah. that that's going to happen. And most people just forget, leave it out, because all they're thinking about are the gift buys. But think about those other purchases you're going to make during the holidays, too. And what you absolutely don't want to do is to wait until the last minute, you know, right before Christmas, if you're waiting uh, to make any of your purchases until then, or even making your decisions as to what you're going to spend then, it's pretty much going to be too late. You're going to ruin your budget. You're going to go way over and, you know, you're going to be in this sort of situation where you're going to be paying for Christmas well into the new year. It's going to be bad news bears. Yeah, you don't want that. No way. So yeah, we would encourage you to start shopping now, right? The the best deals to be had, the best prices that you're going to find when it comes to shopping for people you care about for Christmas are going to be had in November, in early December. And if you're waiting till a few days before Christmas time, it turns out you are going to pay way, 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 way too much. It's just like buying an airline ticket the day before the flight takes off. That is like the worst time you could potentially buy an airline ticket. And the same thing goes with buying Christmas presents. You're going to want to buy while there's a lot of competition happening. And let it be said, there is a lot of competition happening in that sphere, right? Their Target and Amazon have announced free shipping for the holidays. So there's just so much competition here. You don't want to take yourself out of that mix by waiting until the day before or two days before Christmas and hopping into the mall. You're going to pay full price. You're going to pay way too much for everything. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. And also too, man, not even just with retail, but if you start shopping earlier, if you start thinking about what it is that you want to purchase for an individual, say earlier that year, there's a good chance you could find something even like at a yard sale. And I know that sounds kind of like cheap, right? You're going to buy like a gift for somebody for Christmas at a yard sale. But if you find something that you know that they want or something that is more of say an antique that you wouldn't buy new anyway, well, why not buy it at a yard sale or a garage sale where you can get it for crazy cheap And so because you've started shopping early, like way early (laughs) in June or July, 
you're able to go ahead and get that gift, make that purchase and cross them off the list. And just think about how less stressed out that's going to make you as well. All right, Matt. And yeah, so one of the things that's going to help you actually stick to that plan is to be able to keep a running list with the names of the people you want to get gifts for. You know, write ideas down next to their names. Maybe keep it in the notes app on your phone. Yeah, dude, that's exactly, yeah, that's what we do. Right. I got like a secret sort of note that's labeled differently. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Kate's going to go on there and try to figure out what it is I'm going to get her. Yeah, that's, that's totally what I do. So you're saying Kate wasn't the type of person to take the tape off the presents carefully and look inside <laughs> and then wrap it back up? No, man. I, you know, what's funny is I don't think either of us are that way. I was the kind of kid that if I accidentally stumbled upon a gift that my parents said not hidden well enough or it was just kind of tucked behind something, I would pretend I didn't see it because I didn't want to ruin the surprise for myself. Specifically, I remember stumbling upon Super Mario Brothers 3. I knew I was going to have to pretend that I didn't see it in order, in order to be surprised on Christmas morning. You tried to like erase the memory from your brain. Yeah, yeah. Like control out, delete, like reset. <laughs> So I was a sneaky kid, at least for a few years, really? who knew lamely where my parents hid the presents. You and knew I, all the spots? Oh, yeah. Well, there was one spot, and it wasn't hard to find out. <laughs> you could have done better, Mom, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, it was easy to find, and I would try to sneak in there and look. But then, you know, after a couple of years of that, and realizing that actually it made Christmas way more disappointing, I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm completely with you. Making that list. And that way, too, sort of like with shopping, right? If you start way early, if you start thinking way early about the different gifts that you're going to get somebody, it allows you time to be creative. It gives you time to be thoughtful and think of something that maybe you wouldn't have thought of had you waited until the last minute or even the month before, you know, when the, when the clock's ticking. You may not think of a certain gift. It just may not come to mind. Yeah, there's nothing I hate more than kind of being on this timer, this time clock where I have to find this perfect gift in 30 days or less, right? Yeah. Or I'm not going to make the cutoff and it's going to be a terrible Christmas for everyone. I love thinking ahead because it gives me that chance to throughout the year kind of be looking and find something that is either A, just the perfect gift or B, a, a great deal and just snag yeah. it when I see it. And Good so... deal. All of our shopping for our girls, you know, we've got two girls, five and three. All of our shopping for them for Christmas is done already. Is it really? Yeah. Man, so I say all this, but Kate's kind of more in charge of our immediate family. Well, Emily found a lot of good stuff, especially in the Aldi center aisle. So I don't know if anybody oh, out there, yeah. Aldi shoppers, man, they know what's up. The center aisle, especially oftentimes has great kid stuff. And like random kid stuff. Random like, kid wow, stuff. Wow, look at that. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's a perfect <laughs> gift. And so... Oftentimes, Emily will buy that stocking up for our kids for Christmas and also for other kid birthdays. But yeah, so keeping that list with the names and making it kind of top of mind as something that you check into periodically throughout the year. It's a good strategy for helping you save money and avoid overspending You know, right before Christmas. Yeah, that's true, man. That's overspending, right? So like smart shoppers like use sales and coupons and, and your credit cards with purchase protection, things like that. And we talked about credit card purchase protection in our lesser known oh, credit card right. benefits episode. And it's already come back to help me. So yeah, I think that's an important uh, element to this. Boom. That's right, man. However, even taking all that into account, it's still not justification, right? For overconsumption. If you know yourself well, and, and you know, you might be tempted to overspend, use cash because it's not worth it to totally blow your budget and be stuck with that holiday spending hangover. Yeah, so Matt and I, we do like credit cards for a lot of reasons. And there are additional benefits if you buy things you know, with a credit card that you don't get when you buy with cash. But there is a huge caveat. And the caveat is if you're not spending within your means and you're putting things on your credit cards that you know you won't be able to pay off come January, that is when we would say avoid the credit cards. 
take that temptation out of your life, put cash in an envelope and go that route because that is going to be the safest for your finances. That's going to keep you from overspending and it's just going to kind of help you stick to that that budget that you've laid out for yourself. So if credit cards are kind of that like Achilles heel for you and you're not going to be able to keep it in check, then definitely stick with the cash method. Another approach is to consider having an honest conversation with your family uh, and friends even about gifts and expectations. This is something that even aside from having like, you, you know, let's pretend you're not even going to do some sort of huge Christmas or holiday gift exchange revamp. Like you're just going to have your typical spending. It's still worth it to have those conversations where you're discussing what it is that you're expecting. You're going to discuss what it is that you're going to do or that you're not going to do. Uh, these just are important things you need to communicate with your family and friends. Can I just say too that we're using the term Christmas a lot, I think. And I know that there are people that celebrate other holidays besides right, right. Christmas. So uh, we want to get that out there that you know, whether you're celebrating Hanukkah, Christmas, another holiday this time of year, there's still this tendency to buy gifts that you can't afford. And so we're not trying to certainly alienate anyone who celebrates no. a different holiday. But we just want to get that out there. <laughs> no matter what it is, it's this time of year where you want to buy people awesome things and appreciate them and show them how much you care. Yeah, and you can overspend and go into debt and celebrate Hanukkah. Yes, or... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Those eight crazy nights of way too much spending. <laughs> oh, that's right, man. So so back to like the conversations right with your family and friends. Something that I, I kind of touched on, but set spending limits. This might seem kind of lame, right? To, to say that like, okay, we're only going to spend $10 per adult. But if you can kind of turn that on its head, think about how much fun you could have having to find a gift for like your cousins who are now adults and you have to buy a gift, like something creative, something funny, something we're going to really have a good time for only $10. Talk about that. That's something that needs to be discussed. Because on the flip side of that, you don't want to be the person that doesn't follow the, the spending limits and goes and spends 50 bucks on like a bottle of nice scotch or something right, for every, everybody which I would love, by the way. If somebody wants to give me a bottle of nice scotch, I'm all about that. We'll post Matt's mailing address <laughs> in the show notes. But you know, what, you know what I'm saying? Like if you set a spending limit... It's like bringing something nice to a white elephant party. Yeah, it's like, oh, That come one on. gift that everybody kind of wants because it's actually a nice gift. It's supposed to be a white elephant party. What are you doing? You ruined everything. <laughs> yeah, and so if you have a bigger family, you should consider maybe like an assigned gift exchange. Draw out of a hat, maybe use a name drawing. So for me and my family, we have with our siblings, instead of buying each other a gift, our siblings have spouses and it just becomes harder to know where to draw the line. So we have a drawing where we get a, a different sibling couple that we buy for and we have a set spending limit and we also prioritize an experience when we're buying a gift for each other. So usually it's it's a little fun. It's a, it's a little outside of the box and that kind of makes it easier for us because there's fewer people to buy for and it feels a little more intentional. And also with that spending limit, right? Like we talked about creating that spending limit and just having an open, honest conversation about it. That's kind of how it came about was... Y'all feeling, talked about it? Yeah, we felt like we had too yeah. many people to buy for and it kind of felt like a burden as opposed to kind of this really fun thing. And this actually kind of, I feel like, allowed us to create something fun uh, where we got to enjoy buying the gift for this couple that we care about, as opposed to feeling like we needed to buy this individualized gift for every single person in our family. And um, you know what? Each family is going to kind of come up with maybe a little bit of a different solution, but that's kind of something you can propose to your family. If you're kind of overwhelmed with feeling like you have to buy gifts for every single human in your family, it just kind of maybe this can make it a little bit easier. 
So with a family that has kids, maybe the rule is that only the kids get gifts and the adults just kind of get to hang back and watch the kids, you know, open the gifts and enjoy that. Like you said, it's going to vary from family to family, but just make sure you're part of that solution. Make sure you're part of that change and that you're not just kind of going along with this idea of, oh, we all have to spend at least 50 bucks per person. This is something that's got to be done. We're all going into debt because we don't want to talk about it. And there's just an expectation of this is how it is. You know, like I hate that. I hate that there is this pressure. And instead, it can just be avoided just by talking about it. Yeah, those conversations, right, aren't always easy, but they're important and they're necessary. And I would say, you know, start that conversation early. Right now might not be the best time for this year's Christmas, right. <laughs> uh, but start thinking about that and, and maybe start hinting at that uh, for next year's Christmas. You know, an even better time to, to wait till Christmas morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Show up Christmas morning and be like, hey, you know, we're not going to do gifts anymore. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I didn't buy anything for any of you. Yeah, no, I completely agree. This is something you want to talk about well in advance and specifically too with your spouse or a significant other. Like if you've got a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you want to be on the same page about this. This isn't something that you surprise the other person with literally the morning of Christmas where you're like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm not really into gift giving anymore. This is something that I'm trying to scale back on. Like, no, nah, that's a terrible time. Yeah, to make that decision. Yeah, and you don't want it to be Grinch-like either, right? And so right, uh, right. we'll get into some of those tactical ways that you can avoid being the Grinch of your holiday gathering, uh, but you can also be thoughtful right after the break. You probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life. What are you doing now to help you to get there? Well, there are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. What about that dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So it's safe to say it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, your health and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash wise friend. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the Money app 
Monarch. They make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. All right, Joel, we're back to the break. And again, we're going to talk about now some helpful and specific tips to avoid the holiday shopping hangover. And so if you don't have the cash on hand because you're just listening to this now and you haven't budgeted, you basically you have two options, right? You can either cut more and you could truly spend less. And I think that would be more of the route that we would say, yeah, that's that's kind of the route you want to go. And that could be cutting kind of peripheral people off of your shopping list. So maybe your second cousin doesn't get a gift this year <laughs> when they normally did. And you say, sorry. Sorry, Ralph. You're not yeah. a legit relation to me. So I'm not buying gifts for you this year. Or the other option is to lessen the actual money amount that you spend on each person. That's right. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, you can either cut more or a secondary option is that you can make some more money, right? In order to pay for Christmas shopping. And we would say to be very careful when it comes to this option, because essentially by saying that, what you're saying is that your time is worth less than a gift that you're going to give somebody that they may not even enjoy. Your time is your life. (laughs) And like you're trading your life for money. It's just a slippery slope to say that, okay, I'm just going to work a little bit more so that I can buy one more thing for this person. And I know that especially if you have kids out there, you want to see that sort of them ripping open the gifts. Like there's just this whole sort of culture surrounding like gift giving and and gift opening that involves ripping paper, (laughs) throwing it in the air, like throwing it behind the couch. That's part of like people's traditions. Yeah, we don't want to completely rain on the parade of those fun traditions because I will be honest, I have some great memories of being a kid and getting that perfect gift that I wanted and like, mom and dad got me, right? But, laying there in the sea of like wrapping paper that's like completely covering the floor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I also know that, especially with young kids at least, that they have 
oftentimes been more enthralled by that wrapping paper on the ground than the actual <laughs> gift that was in the box. Yes. And so that's definitely a potential too. So I think sometimes we build it up more in our mind and the reality of how it plays out at our Christmas gatherings or our holiday gatherings. It's just not quite what we wanted it to be in our minds. And so we're not trying to provide you know, these tactics and these solutions as a way to make Christmas dull and boring yeah. and avoid all the joy and the fun of president opening because that that's super fun right? That's good stuff. And we don't want to take that away. But what we're trying to say is there are ways that you can make it meaningful uh, while avoiding that nasty holiday shopping hangover that you're going to have in January if you're not thoughtful about how you're actually spending your money. So with that, something to keep in mind is that thoughtfulness is better than a high price tag. Our loved ones, they want to know that we care about them, not that we spent a ton of money. So consider handmade gifts or an experience or maybe even just like a written letter, you know, to a spouse or again, to like a loved one, just kind of sharing your thoughts and you know how much you appreciate and how much you love them. Yeah, Matt, I think uh, this comes off sometimes the, this sort of suggestion as like trite and well, there's no way I'm going to do that because yeah, or like hokey, right? What they really want is like the new iPhone or something like that. And, and, and a written letter that's meaningless comparatively, but I'll, I'll be honest, the things that have meant the most to me that do mean the most to me when it comes to gift giving oftentimes is like a friend who knows how much we need. My wife and I need like a night out, right? And they offer a free babysitting or one of our friends who, you know what? She's a really good baker. And so she spends a lot of time during the holidays to bake people like an awesome pie or some awesome cookies. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And I'd so much rather... She's like that before too. Yeah. And I would yeah. so much rather have that than like a Best Buy gift card or something right, like that, right. right? Because that comes from her heart and it's something that means a lot to her. And so it means a lot to me to eat that apple pie after she brings it. <laughs> so yeah, I think it, it, it can seem like a trite thing, but really it's the most meaningful. And when you think about some of those great gifts that you've gotten in your life throughout the years from people that you care about, oftentimes they are these kinds of gifts. And it doesn't have to be crappy macaroni art or something like that, right? Uh, but, <laughs> but I love macaroni art, dude. I know you do. Nice. So that's why I'm making you some for Christmas. I just love pasta specifically. <laughs> I love the macaroni, less the art. So don't waste it on a piece of construction paper with glue, right? But I just wanted to mention that because I know that it can come off that way. But truly, I think it's a meaningful way to give someone a gift. Yeah, man, I, I totally agree with you, right? Especially in a time when we just have so much junk and there's just some weird stuff that you're getting sometimes from folks that don't know you that well. And that can be totally avoided by giving of yourself, just like you said. And along those lines, the gift certificate, like it sounds kind of hokey, but I think it's awesome, man. If you're able to utilize your skills or your talents that you have, or even a gift certificate for quality time, like you talked about earlier, where there's either like a hike or a museum involved, like something that's you know low cost. This involves more giving of yourself, like your time and your energy and less of your money. And we're all about saving money. Yeah. So oftentimes, like for my dad for his birthday, I will make a certificate for him to take him out to dinner or to take him to some sort of like sporting match in town. The sports. The Just sports. Yeah. Generally speaking, <laughs> he enjoys the sports. He, he does. <laughs> well, it's not about the sports. It's, Ex about, the, it's about the time, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's about like, I'm, I'm happy to get a nice meal with my dad or to go see you know a baseball game or a soccer game or something like that. That's great. But really, it is it is that intentionality level that I'm oftentimes missing. And it allows me that ability to be intentional because what I really want to do is hang out with my dad, spend some time with him, whether that's you know over a barbecue sandwich or watching our soccer team just like unload on another team, <laughs> right? Like either way, 
I'm just happy to be with my pops. And that gift certificate is just kind of this way for me to say in writing, boom, we're setting it in stone, right? Because I fail to do that so much of the time. And yeah. I wish I did it. I was better at it on the reg, but I'm not. And so yeah. this is my chance to say, dad, we're doing this, you and me. So I think those gift certificates are helpful. It feels good to get it and to say, oh, they thought about this particular thing I like to do with them, like this thing we like to do together. And it's written down and then now we got to follow through and make it happen. But I feel like those gift certificates like can be meaningful. I mean, they're they're important yeah, to me. You gotta you have to back off. You're gonna like start making our listeners start to like get teary eyed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, dude. I might actually have to steal that idea. So hope my dad's not listening, but he actually probably is. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then another sort of creative idea too, man, is uh, if you want to give less stuff, but you still you know want to spend money or you've got money to spend because you've budgeted for it, you can consider some philanthropic gifts. Our family used to do this thing where we would gift each other loans through kiva.org. Have you ever uh, done the loan program with them? No, I haven't. Basically, you go on there and you buy a gift certificate and they have all these different individuals and oftentimes third world countries and they're trying to start a business. And so they're trying to raise, say, like $2,000 to buy a motorcycle in order to give taxi rides in Honduras because that's going to be their business. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And you can donate like 25 bucks or 50 bucks and it goes towards that. And they're part of the program and you know that's what it's going to go towards. But it's a loan. And so they also work to pay that back. And almost all the loans get repaid. And so once it does get repaid, you can leave that money within the Kiva program and then reloan it out to somebody else who's looking to get money to start a small business in their town, you know, somewhere far off. Isn't that cool? I love that. Yeah, super cool. And it's I- like the entrepreneurial spirit mixed with philanthropy and and yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I love that. And I also, I feel like there's kind of this move for families that realize that, you know what, we have a lot of stuff and who are able to talk about it well. Right. Uh, there, there are a lot of families that say, you know what, let's forgo gifts and let's actually do an act of service on Christmas. Let's serve at a soup kitchen or find a way to care for people in our community that have less than we do on Christmas day. And that's really cool too. Certainly no guilt trip, right? No family has to do this, has to take their Christmas off from being together and just kind of hanging out to go like serve other people. But if your family is so inclined and does something like that, or you think might be interested in doing that, I love doing something like a, uh, like a philanthropic gift or considering gifting your time as a family and serving together can kind of create this bond and can kind of bring a whole new meaning to your holiday season, right? And yeah, so much of the holidays is spending quality time together, right? Like I think that's honestly what most families oftentimes are, are missing, whether it be because of busyness or technology or jobs or distance, right? Like you just don't have that quality time together. And yeah, I love that, dude. When you're able to come together with your family and, and, and sort of unite around a, a cause, whether whatever it is that you decide on, like that's it's kind of like just getting on the same team is what matters, right? Yeah. And if you don't have as many gifts that you have to buy because your family is going to you know, get together and serve other people, then maybe you can work a little bit less during the holiday season and just kind of enjoy that time a little bit more. Yeah, man. And on the flip side, though, too, <laughs> it's common you know, around the holidays for shoppers to spend money on themselves. Initially, when I read that, read that sort of little stat, I was like, no, that's not something that I do. But then I thought, no, that is something I do. Specific when it comes to beer, obviously you and I love craft beer, but around the holidays, I tend to grab a couple bottles of like something really primo, like something really nice that I don't just enjoy myself. Like I tend to share it, 
but still it's sort of like a little self splurge a little little treat yourself <laughs> so i was gonna say <laughs> little treat yourself exactly but initially i was like no that's not me but i was like wait a minute that is me well yeah and i know i think too especially during you know black friday and cyber monday when a deal on something you have been interested in for a while or kind of want uh pops up you just kind of throw caution to the wind and say, why not? Now's the time to pounce. <laughs> and that sort of spending can ruin your holiday budget. That's right. And can also take some of the joy out of the meaning of the season if you're too focused on getting stuff for yourself. Yeah, if you're too focused. However, you know, if that's something that you've budgeted for, because maybe every <laughs> every holiday you do know that you're going to spend 20 to 30 bucks on a single bottle of beer. Well, if you've budgeted for it, then that's fine. You know, like don't let it wreck your budget. But at the same time, yeah, I love what you said, Joel. Like, don't let that become too much of the focus of your holiday gift giving. Yeah, and so let's talk about some specific ways, too, that we can make the holidays meaningful for our kids, especially for families, for moms and dads that are listening that have children. How can you kind of make it special for them without spending a ton of money? Because that's something that I think all parents have to deal with, especially parents who have older kids who kind of expect a little more, maybe like a PlayStation five or whatever they're on now. I don't even know. Um, but I think there are ways to to make the holidays meaningful for, for everyone involved in the family, for the kids, the parents, uh, everyone, and, and not spend a whole ton of money at the same time. And so just a couple things I wrote down were uh, you know making ornaments together. So we've done that with our five and three-year-old. And it's been just a lot of fun you know, reading holiday books together, baking together, making holiday art creating inexpensive traditions, right? Like as parents, you're setting the tone for what the holidays look like. And if it's all about expensive gift giving, well, then the kids are going to respond in kind and they're going to make that the focal point of the holiday season. But if you are able to create these other traditions that are that don't revolve around spending money, that revolve around spending time together, maybe creating something, thinking outside the box just a little bit. I mean, I think that's actually really helpful ways to encourage an atmosphere in your holiday season that is just a little more rich uh, than, than let's say, one based around you know, buying the latest and greatest gadgets. Yeah, man, I love what you said about setting the tone, right? Um, keep in mind that you're not only setting the tone for your house around the holidays, but I think that bleeds over into the rest of the year. If around the holidays, it becomes this magical time of gift giving and buying and purchasing and surprising, and there's just money and dollar bills like flying left and right. Well, that's sort of going to be expected at other special times during the year too, like maybe at birthdays or this special occasion or that special occasion. And it's worth considering like, is that the kind of life that we want to live around the holidays? Do we just want to be preoccupied and distracted with gadgets and activities and things to do? Or is it about spending quality time together? Yeah, Matt, I'll be honest uh, that even for me, when I get a gift, and even if it's the thing that I have been wanting that I had on my list, there's always this tinge of it didn't quite meet my expectations. Um, And I feel that I see the same thing in my five-year-old daughter, that sometimes receiving a gift can be hard because... Uh, especially in our hypercharged atmosphere yeah, where we feel like we need so much or we want so much. And the only cure to that is not getting the exact thing you want, but it's wanting less, right? I feel like that's how you kind of combat it. And so we saw this in this summer when my daughter turned five at her birthday that it wasn't helpful to get her more things. Actually, it, it actually was worse for her the more gifts that we got her. 
And I don't even feel like we we got her that much stuff. Oh, she didn't like it, like all five iPads that she got we, for she every year them, that she's been alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Such a weird tradition to have an iPad for every year, you know? It's hey, man. Excessive. America, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would say like we're dialing back even from where we were, which I thought was pretty reserved. And we're, we're doing a three gift maximum. Nice, dude. Um, for, for each girl. And I just think even that, it, it might be a lot. And so I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work out. I hope it is just a little more meaningful and a little less present centric uh, on the day of and that we're able to kind of just step back and and have fun together. They're going to be smaller gifts, a little more tangible. I just don't want to make the holiday season about how many gifts do I get? When's the big gift coming out? Like those sorts of questions that that you ask as a kid, um, the more we can kind of temper those expectations yeah the more we can dial back on kind of that consumer approach and insert a little more of that kind of inexpensive tradition and setting that yeah, tone for yeah. our family i just i love that approach and that's kind of what we're trying to adopt as a family yeah, i mean like that mindfulness and thoughtfulness right that goes into it because otherwise yeah you're just playing like you're just playing games you're just keeping yourself busy with distractions with gifts with gadgets man that's something that i love that kate's been able to do with our family is that Specifically, like around Thanksgiving, she starts ramping up like this thankfulness project. <laughs> Recently, they've called it their Thanksgiving masterpiece, I think. But they create like a piece of art and it's looked differently in the past. But uh, every day, it's where they sort of sit down and talk about something they're thankful for. And again, it brings time and attention and our focus as a family to something that isn't a gift, to something that isn't going to be unwrapped, that cost money. Whereas instead, it's about being intentional and being thoughtful. In my hurried, busy life, sometimes I think, oh, why are we doing this? Come on, we just got to get the girls off to school, that, that sort of thing. She just has a great mind about that. Like Kate, she thinks like a teacher, you know? And I, a lot of times I think that's sort of what it takes. You and I both have girls in kindergarten and starting to see them think about things and seeing their teachers engage their minds. And as parents, that's what we have to do, right? Like we have to get our kids to engage their minds and not to just uh, keep them busy or to distract them. We're kind of creating the culture in our homes, especially around the holiday or um, gift giving time of the year. What it comes down to is more of that minimalist approach, right? That kind of understanding that the best present is actually just present. And I feel like Matt, you know, I don't know. I've seen that more with my girls, the little things they ask me to just spend some time with them. I get home from work and it's like, daddy, can you just come play with me? That means more to them now than those gifts that I could potentially buy them, right? I can maybe work a little harder, save a little more money to spend more on physical gifts for them this holiday season. But I realize that that is not what they want ultimately deep down. And we can cultivate a tone and an attitude in our family where that's the case, where they want more stuff. But I think our families are going to be better off. My family at oh, least, yeah. is going to be better off. If I cultivate that atmosphere of presence is the best present and us being together, enjoying this holiday season together, putting down work, you know, putting down the technology and just kind of spending some time enjoying each other as opposed to trying to put more gifts under the tree and spend a little more and then waking up in January to a credit card bill that I don't know how it got there, yeah. right? That's what we want to avoid for everyone. A little more presence and a little bit less holiday shopping hangover. Dude, I couldn't agree more, right? Because that is what we are being fed by advertising and consumerism and just the spending culture that we're surrounded is that you do have to spend. 
And you can't have a good Christmas. You can't have a wonderful, warm, fuzzy holiday feeling without spending a ton of money. But, you know, it's up to you as an individual if that's what you want to do. So some people, it might be a huge part of their holiday family experience, but it doesn't have to be. And to those who might be struggling financially, there are lots of other ways that you can cultivate that family culture and have an awesome time without going into debt. Yeah, I think for some families, it's going to mean going from spending $100 on every single person in your family to spending $50 on half as many people. Or for some families, it's not going to mean any change at all in their spending, but just maybe a little more mindfulness in what you're buying and how you're thinking through you know, what you buy for the people that you care about. But more than anything, hopefully for everyone out there listening, it's not going into debt. It's not racking up credit card debt that you can't afford to pay off for gifts for people that you love, thinking that that's the meaning of the season because that's not it. And I don't think anybody that you love would encourage you to go into debt to buy something for them that you can't afford to pay off. I mean, that's just a crummy situation all around. Yeah. Yeah, man, I love that, dude. That's so good. You know what else is so good? This beer that we're finishing off. Yeah, buddy. Sierra Nevada Narwhal Imperial Stout. This is delicious. Dude, it's got the narwhal on there. Uh, Speaking of Christmas, uh, like on Buddy the Elf. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know when he's at when he's at the North Pole and he's hey, like, "Hey, Mr. Narwhal." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Except for this is like the grown-up version of him. He looks all hardcore on the label. Like he's gonna spear somebody or something. It looks way more sharp yeah. on this picture, and yeah, not nearly as friendly looking. But this was a fantastic, solid Imperial Stout by Sierra Nevada. And you and I, we both kind of feel like stouts are great beers to drink during the holidays dude because- yeah especially during the holidays like you want to have that what dark thicker robust beer yeah kind of like a winter warmer and so this one in particular uh has coffee and you know dark chocolate notes in it man i've always kind of been a fan of sierra nevada narwhal i enjoy a lot of their beers but i would say i don't gravitate towards most of them very often but this is one i pick up like every year and it's in six packs this year, which is kind of nice. I just really like kind of a bitter stout. And this one has a nice you know, bitter coffee, bitter dark chocolate notes. And it works It works really well. I like it a lot. Speaking of inexpensive Christmas traditions, I wonder if that's why you like this every year, man. I bet like you pick this up every single year. And I bet it's because you have sort of like this memory associated with this of affordability mixed with great flavor, <laughs> mixed with coming together with family and friends. For real, you know? Oh, completely. I'm obsessed with finding a great beer that is reasonably priced. And this one comes out every year. And I'm just always excited because it is a great beer that's really pretty inexpensive when it comes down to it. Yeah, man. And especially with this being an imperial stout. So if you're not really into like craft beer or specialty beers, if you know that you like coffee or you like things that are maybe a little bit less bitter, right? Like if you like your coffee with a little bit of sugar, maybe a little bit of cream, then stouts tend to be a good sort of beer for folks like that, right? Like you want to stay away from like the IPAs that are a little more bitter. Instead, look towards the beers that are darker and have more of that malty backbone. And this will totally do that for you. Yeah. And this one in particular is probably better for people that like dark chocolate over milk chocolate. Yeah. So if you're interested in finding a beer that has kind of some of those notes and you're not really sure what to drink this holiday season, well, I mean, we would recommend 2018 Narwhal Stout by Sierra Nevada, and it should be on shelves wherever you buy beer. All right, Matt, let's get to our final thoughts on how we avoid that holiday shopping hangover. 
All right, the first thing that you can do is make sure that you are planning ahead and you want to make sure you're staying organized. That allows you to start saving now because you're saving ahead of time and that keeps you within your budget. But it also allows you to be thoughtful. Keep a running list with the names of those that you want to give gifts to. And when you have those names listed out, that allows you to start shopping now. You can start looking for those deals and you can start thinking of creative gift ideas to those who you love. Yeah, and it also allows you to open the lines of communication with people in your family. There are a lot of expectations in the holiday season when it comes to gift giving and gift receiving, and it's kind of tough to broach that subject sometimes. But planning ahead allows you to start having those conversations with the people that are closest to you and would be most affected by you deciding to shake things up a little bit. So make sure to start that conversation when it comes to expectations around your family gift-giving traditions sooner rather than later. Then the number one specific tip that we want to give is to just not spend money that you don't have. If you are going to be tempted to spend more than you have, if you are using your credit card, don't use your credit card. Joel and I, we both love using our credit cards because of all the different perks and cash back and purchase protection benefits that we have, but it's not worth it if you're going to end up overspending. Also, thoughtfulness is so much better than a high-end gift. Your loved ones, people that you care about the most, they want to know that you care back. And so it might sound trite, but it's true. Something handmade or an experience or even just an expression of love can be so much more meaningful than an expensive gizmo or gadget. That's right, man. More giving of yourself, your time and energy and less of your money. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Our home on the web is howtomoney.com. We will have show notes up there for this episode. And if you like what you hear and have found this episode helpful, you can let us know by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. Hitting that subscribe button will allow you to keep up with all of our new episodes. All right, Joel. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mentioned that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.